and welcome to the Have A Crack podcast, the show that has at least one person ranting and raving about all the latest stuff going on in the beautiful game of football. Today I have no guests, but I do have an interesting topic to rant about. The transfer window. How did all the Premier League clubs do this year? Well, I, like most football fans, find the transfer window an exciting time of year. In particular, the deadline day coverage um, on telly, but of course, depending on who you support, you might feel a bit aggrieved by your club's transfer activity, um, or you might be over the moon, like me, because I'm a Spurs fan. And cue all the Arsenal and West Ham fans listening, stopping listening to my podcast. Um, But we'll start, actually, with the North London rivals of mine, Arsenal. How did they do? Well, in Cummings, they had the likes of Willian from Chelsea on a free, Gabriel from Lille, Danny Caballos coming in from Real Madrid again, and, of course, that really, really good transfer deadline day signing of Thomas Party. Um, on outgoings, they had the likes of Henrik Mikatarian completing his permanent move to Roma, Emilio Martinez getting his number one jersey from Aston Villa, Matteo Guendouzi going out on Hertha Berlin loan, and of course Lucas Torreira going the other way from Thomas Party to Atletico Madrid. Now, despite me being a Spurs fan, I will recognise good transfer business when I see it. Thomas Party will definitely give Arsenal something that they have been missing in midfield, and Gabriel so far has looked like an immense centre-back option for them. Um, He's come in from the French League, but he looks like he's been playing in the Premier League all his life. And, you know, Danny Ceballos joining again for another season clearly tells me that he's had a good time in his year at Arsenal. Um, But he's not committing his future, is he? So maybe he sees his long-term future back in Spain. But for now, I'm sure Arsenal fans will be more than happy to keep his services for another season. And Willian, I need to say nothing about Willian really, he's won so much with Chelsea, jumping across to to Arsenal to join fellow ex-Chelsea teammate David Luiz was probably a bit of a no-brainer for him, Um, and, and good luck to him I say. In terms of outgoings, I have to admit the one I am most shocked about is that Emiliano Martinez one. I probably will agree with a lot of Arsenal fans in saying that he should probably have had the number one jacket um, at jacket, I mean jersey, um, in the Arsenal goal um, over Leno. But what do I know? I'm just a Spurs fan, right? Um, So Arsenal, you know, I give your window uh, a good 8 out of 10. And to be honest, the more I think about it, the fact that you tied Aubameyang down, it would mean it goes probably over to a 9. How would I improve it? Well, probably just signing more players, really. That's probably how I'm going to sum it up. Um, But there you go, those are the ins and outs at Arsenal. I rate their transfer window quite highly. Next down the list, Aston Villa. Now, I'm not going to mention every single in and out to every single club, because there are some players, I'll be honest, I have absolutely no clue about. Uh, But some of the notable names inbound at Aston Villa would be obviously the £38 million deal for Ollie Watkins, joining from Brentford. Emiliano Martinez, who we just mentioned, coming in from Arsenal. Bertrand Traore from Lyon. And that Chelsea loney, Ross Barkley, who has already put Liverpool to the sword. Um, And in terms of outgoings, I mean, the only real one of note that I noticed was Ross McCormack being released. I remember when him moving, um, I think it was to Fulham um, for £15 million was like a championship record at the time well how times have changed obviously he's found himself released from Aston Villa but wherever he has landed uh, all the more power to him Um, But Aston Villa, as demonstrated against Liverpool the other day in that amazing um, 7-2 win, um, they've signed some top talents. Ollie Watkins getting a perfect hat-trick and against the champions, probably, I think even the manager even said his his transfer value has probably doubled. It's hard to argue with him. 
but I'm going to. I think double what? Double thirty-eight or seventy-six million pounds? I don't think so, mate. Um, but maybe about fifty million uh, is how much he's probably going to be worth come the end of the season, definitely. And Ross Barkley, you can tell that he's trying to get in the England squad, and you can tell also that Chelsea have kind of wasted Ross Barkley uh, in the last couple of seasons um, because what a talent he is, um, and it's absolutely amazing to see back on a pit on the pitch. And I've already mentioned Emiliano Martinez, you know, great goalkeeper. In my opinion, should be the Arsenal number one. But he finds himself at Aston Villa. And he gave an interview the other day saying that they should be aiming for Europe. You know, optimistic, but hey, they just beat Liverpool 7-2. So don't tell me it can't happen. Next on down the list, Brighton and Hove Albion. Well, main incomings probably will be Adam Lallana coming in and on free for Liverpool uh, and Joel Veltman coming in from Ajax. Um, outgoings, obviously, you have the outgoing Anthony Knockhart to Fulham properly, Glenn Murray to Watford, Shane Duffy to Celtic, um, Aaron Moy, is that his name? Moy? Um, went to uh, Shanghai SIPG as well. So Brighton did lose quite a few um, household names there over the last couple of seasons. But I think, you know, Adam Lallana needed this move away from Liverpool. It's a shame that I think he's already picked up an injury at his time at Brighton. Um, but you've seen over the last couple of weeks, Brighton's um, team is really settled into the Premier League and they are giving people a very good run for their money. So overall, I think their, their transfer window has gone very, very well. Um, I think it's enough to keep them in the Premier League. I don't think it's given them enough to challenge for top 10. Um, but hey... What anything can happen in this season, right? It already has. Next up comes the dismal, dismal story that is Burnley's transfer window, with only really one notable signing of Dale Stevens from Brighton, costing about a million quid, uh, and of course uh, they've been after him for a while. Uh, in terms of outgoings, obviously they've lost Joe Hart on a free to Spurs, Aaron Lennon's been released, Jeff Hendrick went to Newcastle for free, and Ben Gibson completed a loan move to Norwich City. Those ones being the main headlines. Now, I love Sean Dyche. He reminds me of Stone Cold Steve Austin from WWE. All I need to do is go to Burnley one day and listen for some window smashing, and I'll turn round and I'll expect to see him necking a beer or two. In fact, I hope to one day go to that uh, Royal Dyche pub um, that's in Burnley that year they achieved Europe. But I have to admit, at some point, Dyche's time at Burnley must come to an end because he's a better manager than the transfer windows he's having deserves. If you give him the funds um, of an Everton um, or, hey, even a Tottenham or anything like that, I reckon he could do some really, really good work um, with, with better players coming in and working under him. Uh, but it's quite clear to me he does love Burnley and Burnley loves him. Um, so let's see uh, what he can do this season. I hope they can stay up because, like I say, I do like Burnley and I do like Sean Dyche. Um, but it, it does look a bit bleak from the outside looking in for sure. Then we come to the blue side of London in Chelsea. Now, Chelsea probably the, the biggest spenders of this transfer window with Timo Werner. Hakim Ziyech, Ben Chilwell, Malang Saar, Thiago Silva, Kai Havertz and Eduardo Mendy all coming into the side, totalling, yeah, £220 million. You can tell that Chelsea have been saving money for the last couple of transfer windows and they've now gone all out to make sure they can catch up with Liverpool um, and City. Uh, but it should be noted as well the amount of players they have let go. 
despite a plethora of really good young talent going on loan all over Europe, you have the likes of Pedro, Willian, Kennedy, Batshuayi, Zappacosta, Barkley, Bakayoko, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, um, Van Ginkel, and even Saar, who they just signed, instantly um, departing the club, either on a free or on a loan um, deal. So that's quite a lot of talent going out the exit door to sort of balance everything up. Um, now, don't get me wrong, Chelsea's transfer business to me has been absolutely amazing. It's great to see someone like Thiago Silva finally in the Premier League, and I've been an admirer of Timo Werner um, over the last couple of years. Ben Chilwell has obviously done amazing work at Leicester, um, so rightfully gets his move, um, his big money move to Chelsea. The only thing I personally feel is that Frank Lampard may not be the right manager to get the most out of these clubs. He is still young in his managerial career and I think someone of an Ancelotti or a Jose Mourinho would probably be able to get more out of those players that they've signed. Um, but this is just my opinion uh, and of course you can all call me an absolute bellend who doesn't know anything about football come the end of this. Uh, but that's just my opinion. But Chelsea's transfer window, absolutely amazing. Um, it would be when you spend £220 million pounds anyway. Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace didn't do much business, but I feel like the business they did is enough to um, to keep them in the Premier League and to also um, stay quite clear of any relegation battle. Eze coming in from QPR being their main target. I think getting that over the line was their, was their uh, goal and getting uh, Batshuayi back in from Chelsea. Again, another solid bit of business. Not too much disturbance in the squad. I think Roy Hodgson likes that and he wants to keep everything ticking along nicely. And of course, the early season win against Manchester United, the return of Zaha to Old Trafford um, has, has given um, extra evidence to the fact that they will be a good force to be reckoned with this season. Uh, only noticeable out really for, for me from a Crystal Palace point of view is uh, Sorloff going to RP Leipzig. I know there was rumours linking him to Man United and Tottenham in this transfer window because when he was on loan last season he scored a hell of a lot of goals. Um, so Leipzig have obviously replaced uh, Timo Werner with him and time will tell. Who knows? In a year's time, two years' time, we might be linking Soloff with a big money move back to the Premier League um, after he scored 40-50 goals a season for Leipzig. Who knows? Then we come to Everton. Everton, absolutely fantastic transfer business and what you come to expect from someone like Ancelotti, uh, to be honest. Signing Alan Rodriguez, Abdoulaye Decore, Ben Godfrey and Robin Olsen on loan from Roma as a goalkeeping option. You know, a fantastic transfer window and you can already see that because they're top of the Premier League um, as I speak. Rodriguez has really found his feet in the Premier League and he's starting to show the qualities that Real Madrid wanted to buy um, back um, after the World Cup when they first signed him. Um, so we'll see how long Everton can keep it up. Um, they obviously beat Spurs on the opening day and they've been demolishing other clubs ever since. So we'll see what happens. The Merseyside derby um, is very soon and we'll see if they can hold up against last year's champions and local rivals Liverpool. A quick mention of the outgoings at Everton because there were some quite a few actually, um, qu quite a few big names. Luke Garber, Umar Nias, Martina, Schneiderlin sneakily went out the door. You see what I did there? Sneakily. Leighton Baines obviously retiring, Sketlenburg going back to Ajax, Moise Keane going to PSG, Theo Walcott back to Southampton on loan and of course their striker Sandro Ramirez heading for the exit door as well. 
You know, so good business all around. I think Ancelotti has shifted a bit of dead weight, uh, as well as uh, gracefully letting Leighton Baines go. Um, absolutely brilliant window from them, and I can't wait to see what they can do this season. Um, I'm waiting to see if Gary Lineker will say he'll present match of the day in his pants if Everton win the league. Because last time he did that, it worked out quite well for Leicester, didn't it? Okay, uh, next up is Fulham. Uh, poor Scotty Parker, uh, he's not exactly having the best reintroduction to the Premier League, especially with Tony Khan going on Twitter and saying that um, he expects more from the players basically and, and that they will do better. Scott wasn't best pleased with that, but at the end of the day you can't argue they have been backed in the transfer market with the likes of Ruben Loftus-Cheek and, and Lookman, um, Reed, Lamina and Ariola all coming into the squad. Do I think it's enough to keep him in the Premier League? I'm going to say no. Unfortunately, I think Fulham will end up going right back down this season unless they have another good transfer window in January. And I hate to say this about former Spurs player uh, Scott Parker, but I think if they are going to stay in the Premier League, he may not be the manager to keep them there. Um, but, hey, time will tell, and you do have to give these managers a chance, I suppose. Same with Frank Lampard at Chelsea. Um, it's no offence to them. I think they're great coaches, but... I don't think either of these guys are ready uh, to manage at the level they are. But this is my opinion, and what do I know? I'm just a guy who watches football. Uh, notable mentions of out at Fulham. Jordan Archer was released, and Alfie Mawson went to Bristol City on loan. God, what happened to Alfie Mawson? I remember when he was at Swansea and he was being quoted as, as potentially being transferred to, to Liverpool or Spurs in 20, for, for £20 million. Pounds. Uh, but now he finds himself at Bristol City on loan. It's... Um, Real shame. Not that there's anything wrong with Bristol, of course, if you're a Bristol City fan. Good for you, you've got Alfie Mawson. Next we come to probably who will be the best entertainers of the league for me this season will be Leeds United. Good friend of mine supports Leeds and I know he's loving every single minute. I'll hopefully get him on this podcast at some point. But notable incomings come from Helder Costa from Wolves, Diego Lorente from Real Sociedad and Rafina on deadline day coming from Rennes. I've got to be honest, I don't know a lot about Rafina outside of FIFA. I end up signing him and he usually goes for 50, 60 million quid in a couple of seasons. Not that FIFA is anything to actually compare to real life anyway. Um, in terms of outgoings, Ryan Edmondson, Jordan Stevens, Alfie McColment. I have to be honest, I don't know who any of these people are. Um, but that tells me that Leeds United have most likely kept all of their best players uh, from their championship winning side. Um, and they've added quality to it as well. Obviously, another mention for Rodrigo there. Completely forgot that one. Um but we'll see what they can do. They've already um, stood toe-to-toe -to -toe with the likes of Liverpool and Man City. Um, and I think they're going to be what Wolves were last season and really be the shock factor in the Premier League of the entertainers in the Premier League this season. So, more power to Leeds. Next we come to Brendan Rodgers, Leicester City. Um, you know, you'd think losing the likes of Ben Chilwell um, would would be quite bad for the club, but they instantly signed a replacement in Timothy uh, Castagna from Atalanta, who's already assisted and scored in the Premier League already. So um, they made some profit and got a, a player that's just as good or potentially even better um, than Ben Chilwell. Who knows? Um, they've also signed uh, Under from Roma on loan. Apologies if I've said that incorrectly. It might be Under. Who knows? 
Um, and of course, they uh, beat uh, West Ham to the signing of Wesley Fofana or Fofana. Again, my spelling and not my spelling, <laughs> my pronunciation may be as bad as Paul Merson's. Uh, so apologies if I offend anybody. Um, and of course, outgoings notable ones. We already mentioned Ben Chilwell um, and Adrian Silva going to Sampdoria. Adrian Silva, another one. Um, you know, they came to the Premier League and loads of people were really excited about that one. Coming from Sporting, came with a bit of a reputation. Didn't really get a look in at Leicester. Uh, and now he's going to Sampdoria to try and rebuild uh, his career. Right, over we go to our champions of last season. Liverpool signing the new left-back uh, to Simicus. Sure, why not? Let's go with that. Um, and of course, Thiago from Bayern Munich and Jota from Wolves as well. Absolutely brilliant signing in Thiago. Shane, he's actually tested positive for the uh, global issue. Um, and of course, um, Jota has uh, slotted in uh, to replace uh, Mane, who is also suffering from that global issue at the moment as well. He's got his first goal. Um, and the um, I think the one or two games that Thiago has played for Liverpool, he looks really, really solid in there. And the fact that they've got him for such a small fee, I think it was, what, like 25 million? When you consider that someone like Ollie Watkins was 38, it's an absolutely amazing deal for Liverpool. So fair play to them. Uh, and of course, we must give time to some of the honourable uh, outgoings at Liverpool. Nathaniel Klein officially released. Dejan Lovron going to Zenit. Uh, Lalana to Brighton, Carius, the legend that is Carius going on loan to Union Berlin, Ryan Brewster, really big move for him to Sheffield United, um, and um, Porto have now loaned uh, Gurijic, Gurijic, I can't say, Marco Gurijic, you know who I'm talking about, uh, he's gone out on loan to Porto. Um, Liverpool, have you done enough to retain the Premier League? Well, the squad is still as powerful as it was last season. I don't think you've been weakened by this transfer window. Um, but I think other clubs around you have strengthened a bit more. Um, so while I still think possibly you will win the league, I think it will be a lot tighter race than it was last year. Uh, speaking of the race last year, number two in the Premier League, Manchester City, Manchester, Manchester City is next. And they've signed mainly defensive reinforcements in Nathan Aki and Ruben Diaz coming in from Benfica and Bournemouth respectively. And of course, Farron Torres from Valencia. When my dad saw that they'd signed Torres, he thought he meant the one from Liverpool. But I corrected him straight away on that because I don't think City want Torres anymore. But they did. Remember, they did when they first got all their money. Um... Yeah, great. I mean, Nathan Ake um, needs to be at this level of the Premier League for me. He's, he's been around um, the likes of Bournemouth and Watford the last couple of seasons, paying his dues, getting some some stuff under his belt. And now he's got his big money move to a top six side. Um, he can now crack on and reach that next level for me. Uh, I don't know a lot about uh, Torres, if I'm completely honest, but if he's moved to Man City, he must uh, be a bit of a baller. We'll see how he gets on this season. And Diaz... <sighs> I have to be honest, he was linked with Spurs, so I did do a tiny bit of research on him to find out, you know, how or what kind of a player he was. And I watched his first interview when he signed for Man City, and he describes himself as a winner. I think he's got a little bit of an ego, but then again, with a good centre-back, you need someone like that, I suppose. You look at the Rio Ferdinands um, and uh, the Vincent Companies, they had large personalities, um, and, and you need that at, at a centre-back level, and potentially a club captain for Manchester City, I would say, in a couple of years' time. 
Outgoings, though, honourable mentions to... Obviously, all of these are going to be former champions. Nicolas Otamendi goes to Benfica, or the other... Um, in exchange for Ruben Diaz, pretty much. Uh, Bravo was released. Um, David Silva went to Real Sociedad. Bit of controversy with where he ended up, um, according to the media. Uh, and, of course, Leroy Sane is now a Bayern Munich player. Just making Bayern Munich even more in- unstoppable, really. Um, then we come to Manchester United. Probably the most interesting uh, club um, in this this year's transfer window. Odi Nagalo signing back on loan um, from China. Donny van der Beek coming in from Ajax. And on deadline day, the likes of Edison Cavani and Alex Tellez joining the club after Spurs uh, beat them 6-1. I'm not going to say any more about that. All I will say is I don't think, other than Alex Tellez, um, that Manchester United have actually signed what they needed. To me, Anthony Martial and Marcus Rashford and Mason Greenwood um, are a deadly front three on their own. They don't need the likes of Igalo or Cavani. Um, and uh, Donny van der Beek, you know, he'll slot into midfield. But I checked out the Man United website the other day just to see who's, who's still at that club. You know, you've got the likes of Paul Pogba, Fred, Matomane, Matter is still there as well. Uh, and, you know, now you're just throwing Donny van der Beek in there. Uh, you've also got Fernandez, of course. Um, so you've got already a pretty solid packed midfield. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I know you need strength in depth for the squad. But usually before you focus on strength in depth, you stroke, you focus on the positions that, that need attention the most. And for Man United, it couldn't be clearer. They need a centre-back. Um, maybe even two. You know, Baye hasn't really done much lately. Maguire is going through a terrible run of form. Um, Rojo, where the hell is he? Uh, Smalling, arguably their best centre-back um, at the moment, just gets sold to um, to Roma. Um, and while we're speaking of outgoings, don't forget they have let the likes of Alexis Sanchez go. Andreas Pereira has left on loan to go to Lazio. And Diogo Dalot has joined AC Milan on loan as well. So they've actually let go two defenders and only brought in one. So if anything, they're in worse a position defensively um, than they were when they started. A little quick word on Edison Cavani. I think he will bang goals in in the Premier League. Um, I think he will be a better signing than the likes of... Um, uh, what was his name? Oh, God. Falcao, that's his name. I think he will be a better signing than them. I don't think he's going to get 30-plus goals. I don't think he's going to join the likes of Aubameyang, Salah, Kane, Vardy um, at the top of the goal-scoring charts. But I reckon he will do a job for Manchester United um, this season. And hopefully next season as well, because he signed a two-year deal, hasn't he? Next up, Newcastle United. You know, on paper, very, very impressed with Newcastle United signing. Jeff Hendrick, Callum Wilson, Ryan Fraser and Jamal Lewis all coming in. Callum Wilson and Ryan Fraser obviously both played together at Bournemouth, so they can just slot in and their relationship can continue. Callum Wilson's also been uh, quite prolific in front of goal since the start. Um, And Jamal Lewis, I think that was a bit of a steal um, at left back uh, for them from Norwich. Obviously, I think Liverpool were linked with him at the start of the window, but they balked at the asking price of £20 million and Newcastle just went, hell yeah, I'll have that. And rightfully so. Good luck to Jamal. Uh, I'm sure he'll do very well. And I'll tip him to be um, a player for a top six club um, in the next couple of seasons um, as he gets better and better. 
Um, noticeable mentions um, of going out, uh, Muto. Uh, I remember when he signed, he was supposed to be a really, really good signing for them, but didn't really make much of an impact. And Jack Colback has gone to Nottingham Forest. Um, no other real notable mentions um, of, of outgoings from me. Um, so that tells me that Newcastle have obviously strengthened and, and not missed out too much. Uh, the other way. So good job for Newcastle. Let's see if Steve Bruce can can use these good players um, and, and see what Newcastle can achieve this season. Obviously they're still at the moment in the Carabao Cup. That might be their main target for this season. You never know. As well as staying in the Premier League of course. Right, uh, Sheffield United next. Uh, inbound, you know, Aaron Ramsdale, Ethan Ampadu, Oliver Burke, and obviously the big one, Ryan Brewster, coming in from Liverpool. They have signed some good top young quality, uh, but is it enough uh, to keep them in the Premier League for a second consecutive season? You know, last season um, they were quite comfortable um, and they did shock a lot of people. But they will probably suffer, in my opinion, from second season syndrome. And they might find themselves in a bit of a relegation scrap this year. I don't think they'll get relegated, but I think they will be um, in the fight uh, to stay up. Notable outgoings for Sheffield United. Uh, Mark Duffy, Luke Freeman, Tyler Smith, Jake Eastwood. Again, I don't really know many of these people, if I'm completely honest with you. Um, I do know Luke Freeman um, from his time at Stevenage. Uh, but other than that, I have to admit, I'm not savvy with all of the Sheffield United players. I apologise, Sheffield United fans. Then we move on to Southampton. Southampton, uh, a friend of mine supports them. Um, and um, I know over the last five six seven years um, of Southampton's history um, it's been a bit hard being a Southampton fan because you buy players um, they're absolutely amazing for you and then they join the likes of Liverpool Spurs Man United um, and every time you seem to replace the players you replace them in my opinion and this is just my opinion you replace them with someone with just a little bit less quality than what you lost um, obviously notable exceptions being Van Dyke when you lost all the Virels and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but obviously the inbounds at Southampton, main ones being Kyle Walker-Peters from Spurs coming in at right back. Ibrahimi Diallo, Saliso, Saliso, or whatever. And Theo Walcott obviously joining on loan from Everton, joining his boyhood club 15-16 years after he initially left. Obviously um, Southampton's outgoings are a bit more... I want to say impressive uh, than the incomings, which is, um, as we said before, the, the, the story of Southampton, really, in transfer windows. Maya Yoshida has been released. Hoiberg has joined Spurs, and what a signing he has been, by the way. Cedric Suarez joining Arsenal properly. Uh, Lamina going to Fulham again with Harrison Reed. Wesley Hoyt joining Lazio, and Buffal joining Angers as well. Um, so, you know, all of those really good players heading out of the Southampton door. Ralph Hassenhutl, or Hussenhattel, <laughs> I'm terrible with pronunciation, I am sorry. Uh, how will he do this season? How will Southampton do this season? I think they'll be in the relegation fight. Um, but again, I think they're another one like Sheffield United. I don't think they'll be relegated, but I think they'll be in the mix um, and fighting and, and probably stay up on the last last couple of games of the season. Then we come to Tottenham Hotspur. Now, I'm not going to be biased, despite me being a Tottenham fan. Um, but they have had a great transfer window. You can't deny that. With Hoiberg coming in from Southampton. Joe Hart adding some much-needed leadership uh, on a free from Burnley. Doherty from Wolves. Sergio Regulon 
from Real Madrid. Gareth Bale, obviously coming back on loan. How amazing is that? And Carlos Vinicius um, on loan from Benfica with an obligation to buy. And I think Harry Redknapp said, you know, during the transfer deadline day, that he tipped Spurs for the league uh, just because they've got cover in every single position. I don't agree that we will go for the league, if I'm honest. I still think we're probably a centre-back or two away from that. Um, but my God, what a window. You can tell that Jose's really had a word with Levy and Levy's um, done some really good deals there. We haven't spent a lot of money, but we have got real quality in through the door. Um, and a mark of respect for the outgoings, Jan Vertonghen officially released as well as Michel Vorm. Troy Parrott, uh, striker, going out on loan to Millwall, just like a certain other striker that Spurs have at the moment to get some much-needed game time. Walker Peters, Amos, Skip, Foyf and Sessignon all going out on various deals or loans uh, to gain experience or to get first-team football. So good luck to you, lads. Um, and uh, overall, a very, very good window for Tottenham Hotspur. Okay, we're almost at the end. Next one is West Bromwich Albion. West Brom, uh, they seem to have been unlucky in the Premier League so far with Slavin Bilic, uh, Bilic's boys basically, Slavin Bilic's boys basically, um, not getting the rub of the green and um, being robbed of a few points here and there by some weird decisions from the referees. But regardless, their incomings, uh, main ones of note, you know, Ivanovic from Zenit St. Petersburg, Callum Robinson from Sheffield United, and Grady Diangana from West Ham as well. Uh, Matthias Pereira from Sporting is also on that list. Uh, really good signing, particularly the one from West Ham. I know that absolutely annoyed the hell out of most West Ham supporters. And Mark Noble as well. Um, so be interesting to see what he does for West Brom. And it would be very, very interesting if um, he is the key to keeping West Bromwich Albion in the Premier League this season. Because um, I have to be honest, I think if I had to pick um, a club that will go down, um, West Brom would be, would be one of my three. If I'm honest, I think possibly Fulham would be the other one. And the other one will be, well, if I'm honest, probably the next club that we're going to talk about, which is West Ham United. Now, that's not just because I'm a Spurs fan. Um, it literally is just because um, of the amount of backlash the fans are giving the club. Um, and, of course, the way it's being run at the moment. I will do one of these podcasts with a West Ham fan um, in the next few weeks to really get a, a fan's opinion on this sort of thing. Uh, but their window, you know, they signed uh, Suchek properly from Slavia Prague uh, and signed his fellow teammate Kufal. Uh, as well, as well as a young lad coming in from Wimbledon, but but that was pretty much it. Um, one thing with West Ham, you know, I'm still I'm still waiting to see the most from um, Haller. You know, when they signed him, I thought you know they've got a proper striker, but he doesn't seem to be playing for whatever reason. Just one of the many questions I'll ask my West Ham United fan friend. In terms of outgoings, obviously Deanne Garner to West Brom we just mentioned. Jack Wilshere agreeing to have his contract terminated. Felipe Anderson going on loan to Porto. Carlos Sanchez, which I know most West Ham fans will be happy that he's gone. And of course Pablo Zabaleta uh, coming to the end of his contract as well. Last club, Wolves. Wolves did absolutely fantastic in the Premier League last season. Um, someone might as well call them Wolverhampton Portugal Wanderers because most of their team are Portuguese now. With the introduction of Fabio Silva and Nelson Semedo from Barcelona, by the way. Really, really big deal uh, for Wolves signing him to replace Doherty. Um, uh, yeah, I wish them all the best. Uh, they're a cracking team. They've got some absolute cracking players and a cracking manager. 
I think um, if Wolves um, continue to, to do well under him, he, the manager will be a target for a top six club um, in the future. If I'm completely honest, I think if and when Jose does move on from Spurs, um, the Wolves manager may be one that Levy looks at. Um, so we'll see what happens. Notable outgoings, of course. Helder Costa went to Leeds. Morgan Gibbs-White went to Swansea on loan. Doherty to Spurs. Jota to Liverpool. Uh, and, of course, uh, Vinaga went to Olympiagos on loan. And I believe I saw something in the news that said at the end of that loan, there's an obligation to buy. And that will be one of the biggest um, transfers that they've done. Um, although I could be wrong, because I think Jota was £45 million to Liverpool. And I don't think it's more than that. Anywho. Well, there we go. There's the transfer window summary. I've gone through every single club, the notable incomings, the notable outcomings, and of course, gave you my opinion on each one. If you agree with my opinions, or if you don't, let me know. You can follow me at Have a Crack Podcast on Twitter. You can also hit me up on Facebook. And if you want to join me on one of my podcasts to talk about your club and talk about a particular topic, I will give you the platform to do that. Just message me, and we can arrange a time to do it. Last thing from me, guys, this podcast was sponsored by LJP Bucket List, which is actually my own venture outside of this podcast. LJP Bucket List is essentially a record of all the things I want to do in life before I kick the bucket. And I want to encourage um, and um, basically uh, inspire you to write your own and live each day to the fullest. It's a very good opportunity with lockdown and and, um, the current situation affecting the world, really keeping people in and thinking about all the things they want to do when it's all over. You know, I've got reviews. I've got comments from people who have who have taken um, my advice on board. You can look at my whole list, um, and you can even have a look at some of the activities I've got on there to help you write your own list. Either way, that's it. It's LJP Bucket List. That's LJPBucketList.co.uk. Well. That's all I've got time for in this podcast, so thank you very, very much for listening. I do wish you all the best, and as I said before, please don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Have a Crack Podcast. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>